Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right. Hi, Brewer fans. Welcome to Brew Crew Review Podcast with Craig <laughs> Scott's joining you today. How are you doing, fellas? I don't think you introduced awesome. me, Craig. Yeah, you just you and Scott. <laughs> Vince is here. Chad's here. Wait, is Chad here? This is Vince. Is Chad here? I don't think he is. Oh, all right. I thought Um, he was chiming in today. He might be researching um, brewer odds at the, um, perhaps at Potawatomi. Yeah, I thought he became a naturalized uh, Potawatomi uh, in order to secure some sort of gambling rights or something. I think maybe that's what he's doing. And we'd like to thank Potawatomi for being our sponsor. Potawatomi, it pays big to gamble your money away. Oh, they're not our actual sponsor yet. (laughs) All right, we got a rapid night for for our listeners out there, which they always enjoy. Scott's going to go real fast on this one. Uh, Yeah, Scott, but but Scott, to be clear, take your time and really expound on your answers. I know that what Dallas really wants to hear you kind of explain things as much as possible because of your, your insight. Am I supposed well, to answer rapidly or think rapidly? Neither is fine. Oh. You, you've got an exemption from all of this. It's fine. Vince, maybe before we jump into that, could you start uh, our listeners off? And Scott and I, maybe we can jump in on this uh, with a Brewer's trivia question. Yeah, guys, I just got a, uh, my fiance, Lena, just got me a, a gift, an opening day gift, because she's awesome, and uh, it is a Brewer's Trivia book, so I'm going to open up to a random page, and I'm going to read a trivia question. Okay, let's see. All right, give me one second here. Happy um, opening day, Brewer fans, by the way. I think we were posting yeah, that. Yeah, happy, happy opening day, guys. Okay, um, Stay safe out there, but make sure you have a good time. Uh, how many Cy Young Awards did Pete Vukovic win during his 11th season MLB career? Scott. I don't know, one. Okay. Yes. One. One is correct, guys. Yep. Maybe that was kind of an easy one. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it seemed like a trick question. It was like, uh, you know, like well, if you were asking about somebody else, I'd be like, you know, well, he did oh, play I'm with gonna... the Cardinals and the Blue Jays too, so I did have to think about that for for a second. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most pitchers sure. win Cy Youngs on the Cardinals, fortunately. Okay, we'll do one more really quick. John Jaha spent seven seasons with the Milwaukee Brewers and three seasons with which other team, Craig? The Oakland Athletics. That is I think correct. that is correct. That is 100% correct. Yep. Good job, guys. I got lucky. Yep, I saw John right. Jaha in, uh, in Minneapolis when I was a kid. He actually walked back to his hotel from the game with his girlfriend in Minneapolis. Nice, nice. guy. You followed him right back there. That's, good. That's awesome. It might not have been his girlfriend. I don't really know. Could have been his wife or mistress. Who knows? But it was a female. Could have been his sister. I don't know. They were holding hands. <laughs> way, to, way to blow his cover uh, way to blow his cover all these years later Scott but okay right <laughs> it's like 20 years later his wife like, who loved it, our Scott. show 
His <laughs> wife loved our podcast. show, and she is listening and thinking, you know, I never came with him to Minneapolis. <laughs> John? Huh. Get in here. <laughs> Someone's sleeping on the couch tonight. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, first inning of the rap and night. Here we go, guys. Um, All right. Scott, you're our best leadoff hitter, so you can lead this one off. Who will lead the 2022 Milwaukee Brewers in home runs? Um, oh, boy. I, I want to say Urias, but I'm afraid that, like, I'm afraid he's going to miss, like, a few weeks, and then it's going to take him a few more weeks to kind of get ready because, like, he, you know, he didn't get, like, the full spring training experience, so. Hmm. I'm going to say him anyway. Curious. Uh, I'll go with yeah. uh, Hunter Renfro. All right, I'm going to go with Roddy Salaz. Second. Yeah, he's already, he's already uh, like, you know, ashing a little bit, so that's good. Isn't Mike Brossauer current leader? I don't know. Whatever. Could well, be. Brossauer is tied with, what, two other guys? Who else had home runs yesterday? Well, I don't know. I just Telez has one. I know. Yeah, Telez. All right. Um, second inning. Who will lead the Milwaukee Brewers in stolen bases? Vince. Uh, stolen bases. I mean, we never steal as a team. We're very bad at that. I think we should steal more. Uh, I am going to say that we. Who will see? Wait, that was a great question. Um. I'm going to actually say Christian Yelich is our stolen base leader. Oh, that's good. good pick. Great pick. It was so great that I was going to pick it. I'm going to stick with it, though. And do it. Way to go, Scott. <laughs> I'll go with McCutcheon. I just think, yeah. he's Yeah, he that's a good pick, too. Good chance. All right, third inning. Scott for leading this one off. Who will lead the Brewers in ERA? You said this is going um, to the to Scotty or to Tom Carter, our anonymous source. Well, I would like to jump in there. Actually, I, I should <laughs> specify. I mean, we all know Josh Hader will probably have a one point something ERA, but I should probably specify which Brewers starting pitcher. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'm still gonna, that time. I, I'm going to stick with uh, Corbin Burns. Sticking with them. Vince? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going with Burns as well. Guess we're an anonymous. I'm going to go with Burns as well. Um, all right, fourth inning. Who will lead the Milwaukee Brewers in wins? I think it was Brent Suter last year. <laughs> We've already made a fun. Yeah, don't blow it. Brent Suter is obviously the guy. I mean. He's a vulture. But why not? I mean, why why couldn't he do it again? No, um, I'm gonna say Suter. <laughs> I, I think it is gonna be Suter. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It's very possible. I mean, the way that the way that we use him, um, it would be great. Now, if we could get Josh Hader to do two innings, I would say it would be him. But apparently, that's not the way we're gonna utilize him. Um. I don't, I think it's actually going to be Suter too, but I'm going to say Corbin Burns because 
I kind of don't want a reliever to lead the team and wins. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah. I'm going to go with Corbin Burns, too. I just think it's the starters are going to go a little deeper in games this year, I believe. We'll see. Um, in spite of the short spring training, I, I still think Burns is going to go deeper in games. We'll see, though. All right. Um, all right. Who Who is your favorite Brewers starting pitcher from the 1990s? Scott, I think you're leading off. Um, from the 90s, huh? I guess, um, I'm trying to think what year he played, but, um, I guess Higuera is barely in the 90s, right? I mean, I know he's partially in the 80s, 90s. but, you know, so yeah. I, I guess I'm going to go with him. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, you guys will probably laugh. I was irrationally excited when the Brewers signed Ben McDonald in uh, 1996 and, uh, 95. And so I'm going to say Ben McDonald was my favorite Brewer to watch, um, pitch when, you know, during those very lean years. Um, I think Cal Eldred in 92 would be a very close second when he had 11 wins as a rookie. And, um, he was pretty consistent actually until the Brewers traded him to Chicago, um, inexplicably for Jamie Navarro and John Snyder uh, before the 2000 season, but yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ben McDonald as my official pick. That's interesting. No, I mean, I, I it was a very exciting signing at the time. I mean, he was a, a well wasn't he a former number one overall pick by the Baltimore? Yeah, I think he was, and he pitched well with Baltimore. He had been an All Star with the Orioles for one season. Uh, and the Brewers had not, you know, been known to give money much on the free agent market. In fact, every time that one of our guys became a free agent, they were essentially gone for the most part. You know, I'm thinking back that after we had a good team in 92 when we lost Plesak and Bazio and Molitor and Seitzer and Fletcher and, you know, just go through the entire roster of guys. And um, then all of a sudden it became like, wow, we actually went out and got a pitcher. We paid money for this guy. And, um, you know, he came with a pretty good track record. In fact, he, he was actually pretty decent with Milwaukee for a season. Then he started to get some injuries, um, which limited him during his uh, during his time here. But I, I enjoyed watching him pitch when he was healthy, and I was really excited when we signed him. Yeah, I thought he was could have been a legitimate top of rotation star, which we hadn't had in a very long time at that point. I agree with that. That's a yeah. good pick. Um, mine's actually going to be kind of – mine's actually Steve Woodard. Uh, yeah. Nice. Just because he came up in his debut game, I think he had a he beat Roger Clemens, who was obviously awesome at the time. And I just felt like, who is this guy? He's coming out of nowhere. He looks like he's legit. And he did have a kind of a nice shorter career uh, with the Brewers, but he 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 was kind of an overachiever, and I can, I, I had an affinity for him, so he's my pick. Um, two thing two things about Steve Woodard, Craig. Number one, uh, that game against Toronto was absolutely awesome number two we traded him as part of the trade for richie Sexton. yeah and number three he is a nearly 100 percent signer through the mail so uh awesome. if any of our listeners would like to uh, contact our show uh brook review podcasts with an s at gmail.com and uh, get steve woodard's address to write him a letter please feel free to do so and scott will send it to you awesome. or one of the interns 
orphans. Yeah, bathrooms are yeah. All right, well, he does six. answer his mail. Uh, yeah, so that's that's actually for real. Yeah, and if you guys want to want to try to get something signed by one of our form our co-hosts, Chad Collins, he does not answer his mail, fortunately. So <laughs> don't waste your time. <laughs> well, we'll ask him on the we'll ask him on the podcast we tape next week. Yeah. Well, he actually did say that he would, but his terms were. Um, a little rough, um, you know. Some people just ask for money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, going to confront him directly about this somewhere in the Molitor lot or the Ganner lot on opening day. So, oh, you got to bring your photo. You got to bring it. I will. Sure. Oh, I will. And a sharpie. All right. Plus, he might be inebriated in the parking lot. It might be a good time to get it. It really, yeah, it really could be. That's a point. And you, you could maybe get June bugs on there as an as a bonus even though he's not picture. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, sixth inning. I think we're back to Vince leading off. What's your favorite Brewers baseball card when you were a kid? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I love cards. I loved cards as a kid. I loved cards as a young adult and I still love cards as an adult. So um, I'm a huge baseball card fan, as you guys know. So, um, great question. As a kid, though, my favorite Brewers card would probably be. I like that 1987 top set. Um, it was one of the first sets that I actually was old enough to remember and appreciate when it came out. You know, I um, would get packs and just collect it in real time. Um, so, maybe one from the 87 top set. Although, I'm going to pull a little wild card and say, Weirdly enough, the 91 Tops Dave Parker card, I thought that Dave Parker was awesome, probably for a lot of the same reasons. I love Ben McDonald. I love Dave Parker. He was a big name that signed as a free agent with Milwaukee that, um, you know, came to town and provided some instant, like, legitimacy for our team and for this lineup. And yeah, I know he only played one year in Milwaukee, but that year he was an all-star, and uh, we ended up trading him for Dante Bichette to the Angels. And he had a great card in, in the 91 top set where he's like in full swing. It's right after he swung actually and the bat is like, you know, right behind him and he, he's a right-handed hitter and he's got this like, you know, this, this graceful finish to his swing. And I don't know, it's probably just because I love Dave Parker and, and cause he, he swung, you know, like this iron bar in the on deck <laughs> called, but uh, he just was an awesome guy. I just love Dave Parker. Nice pick Scott. Um, you know, you guys, you gave me all this time, right? And I, it's so weird because my least favorite Brewer card is, uh, I think it's the 89 or 90 Don Ross Brad comics. I, I, had, I had like a hundred of those. It was like every pack you just open it. I'm like, oh, Brewer. Oh, oh my God. He also signs through the mail, Scott. If you want to send 20 to him, let's see how many he signs. Um, and in a very I gave some of my I, I know exactly which card you're talking about in a very non-political way. Doesn't he look like John Kerry? Like former Secretary of State and presidential candidate? Yeah, that I card? Can see that in his younger days. He's kind of got that yeah. sort of oval face. Yeah. Uh, I agree with Scott. Yeah. I collect I collected cards for sure that year. And I, I there there was something weird about there seemed like he was in almost like every other pack. It's not even a joke. <laughs> it had to be something. 
I mean, we'd have to contact someone that worked at Donruss to get the full story behind this, but there's just no way that we've all experienced the same thing that, you know, you know, maybe his family like paid Donruss an extra like hundred bucks on the side to make sure to like double the production or something. I don't know. Something weird was going on. Maybe he had a family member working for Donruss. Who knows? There's some story behind that. I think it was totally ridiculous. Uh, with that being said, Scott, you've managed to not answer the question yet. Um, I, um, hmm. We'll come back. You want me to come back to you? For some reason. No, nah, I mean, I'm kind of torn here a little bit. I know it sounds weird, but um, I think for me anyway, um, I really like the, um, like, it was just like, I'm trying to think of like good action shots with, um, you know, with the Brewers, but like there have, I just don't remember a lot of great cards like that from, you know, from me growing up anyway, it was just like basically just somebody standing there. Um, I, I seem to remember the um, chops, I think had a future star of Greg Vaughn. Um, oh yeah. That was the 90 tops uh, set. Scotty. Yeah. 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 I think for sure. Um, I just saw that and, one. And, there's absolutely nothing special about the card, but just the idea that like at the time, Greg Vaughn was like, you know, I mean, he was the guy, remember Vaughn's Valley. I mean, yep. he had a whole Valley named after him. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know. I guess that's the one that stands out. Also the, uh, the, I think there was also a future stars of, of Joey Meyer also. And, uh, <laughs> his career was not quite as illustrious, but, uh, I do remember that card. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm not yeah. sure anyone besides the top card too. us Brewer fans would label Greg Vaughn's career as illustrious either, but for a Brewer, for a Brewer <laughs> it was. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so my pick's going to be actually, uh, uh, to echo Vince, I actually love the 87 top set too. Um, with that, I guess now it kind of looks really tacky wood border. I, lo I love, love that wood border. Yeah, it I reminds love. me of every basement and every dive bar in Wisconsin to this day. Yep, love it. I think it was supposed to probably echo the wood on the Louisville Slugger basement, but I'm not sure. But anyway, I liked it as well. Um, so my card will actually be from that set, and it's nothing special. It's not a rookie or anything, but it's actually the Rob Deere card, where he's he's actually I think like leaning over a batting cage or something like that. Oh, I I know oh, that yeah. card. Yeah. <laughs> And no, so there's, I don't know what it is about the card or just like the, even the font on the card is just like just his seven letter name, full name, like Rob Deere in the, is, I don't know, whatever. I just really enjoyed that card. Um, the cards back then are so cool too, because they'd have little hot, like season highlights in the back. I'm not sure if that set still yeah. where they'd have like one or two games where like the player did something pretty awesome, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And they, don't, they definitely don't do that anymore. Um, that set was great because it had like uh older guys you know gorman thomas had come back to the brewers in 86 so he had a card in that 87 top set and then cecil cooper was still on the brewers that year as well so he had a card in the, both the 87 and the 88 top sets and um i remember cecil's card from that 87 set was he didn't look very happy he was kind of like he had a warm-up jacket on and Looked like the photographer caught him at a bad time, but I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Did he have like his big great. old bifocals on? on that, that one? Yeah, his, his bifocals on, and he was like, I can't believe I'm in a, a Brewers team set with John Henry Johnson and, Bl and Brian Clutterbuck. Like, what is going on? 
you know, why am I with these guys, same guys? Like Billy Joe Robido is taking my job. It's not going well. I, I do have to bring up the Bob Hamlin card, even though he, I don't believe he's with the Brewers at the time. I think he was with the Royals that, um, <laughs> what is it? Stadium club or something like that. It's still the dumbest, worst baseball card of all time. Yeah, that and, one was uh, bad. That that one was really bad. <laughs> no, what was the brand of card that was like, um, I think it was, it might've been score that had like a bigger than normal card. And it was super irritating because all the other, you know, kind of brands were sort of. I think that meant um, oh, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a couple. Uh, Upper Deck had a bigger series as well that they did. They were called the Upper Deck Jumbos. And that was a set of like, but it was a smaller subset, like 15 cards that they did. And it was mostly, they had like Griffey and they had season highlights. So um, everybody from Griffey to Mark Witten had one in that set for hitting four home runs in a game and. Sorry, dog was just walking past. Um, but yeah, so it was. Uh, I think Upper Deck that did the big, like the really big ones. I just remember not being able to find like an actual case for for any of them, and so then yeah. you just put them in the book anyway. But you're putting in the, in the book, just waiting for them to get creased because they're all going to go over the, you know, over the plastic. So I, I don't know. Just score score was an interesting uh, brand yeah, too. It, yeah. Like I remember yeah, the, the like the eighty was, was it the nineteen eighty eight score set where like the borders were like ridiculous like primary colors or something. Uh it was just and yeah, all those cars are so mass produced that you know they're none of them are worth anything. But anyway, uh definitely interesting times for baseball card collectors back then. Um so all right, let's move on to this. You know, you know, the other the other cool point about cards back then, really quick, and yeah, it was a junk wax era because they were overproduced and the monetary value isn't really there for them right now. But um, I, one of the things I loved about sets back then is that they were like whole team sets. You know, you could really find um, almost the entire roster got a baseball card. And now, or somewhere like 2000, 2001, 99, somewhere in there, the sets went from like 792 cards uh, from what it was in the early 90s to like 400 cards and they just started eliminating a ton of guys from these uh, sets. So, you know, the team sets have gone from, you know, 25 to 30 guys to like 10 to 15. And it's, yeah, it's, that's ridiculous. To me, to me, it's way, it's way worse. So, you know, there, there've been guys who play with the brewers for like a number of years who never actually even got a brewer's card made of them, for instance. And it, it kind of sucks. I mean, I, you know, I, as you guys know, I collect cards and I, I have a couple different brewers projects going on right now. And um, it's hard to find guys, uh, cards for, for some of these guys, particularly bullpen pitchers. Um, and I'm not talking about superstars. Obviously, Christian Yelich is going to have a bunch of brewers cards and as I catch in here uh, are going to have a bunch of cards. But I think the guys even appeared in a lot of games like um, I'm trying to think of an example from the last few years, like Dan Jennings played a couple seasons in Milwaukee, appeared in more games than anybody that one year out of the bullpen. And he doesn't have a Brewers card at all. I mean, there's like no record that he ever even played with the team. So I, you know, there's, uh, and there's other guys like that too, but. Um, yeah. Like I, you know, as an example from this year, I'm pretty sure Trevor Guy will probably pitch like 50 plus games and he, he ain't getting a card. <laughs> he probably will never have a card. And, and so Renfro already does have a card of the guys who made their Brewers debut this year. McCutcheon has one that's coming out. It has not been released yet for the tops now said, but um, 
but I totally agree with you that that will not, um, you know, and there's probably just pick your bullpen guy. Hunter Strickland never had a card made from him last year. Uh, Boxberger still doesn't have a Brewers card. Um, so certainly guys like Hobie Milner will never have a Brewers card. And, you know, it, it, so it, it, it kind of sucks. Jake Cousins actually did get a couple cards somehow this year. He's got, uh, I think, two or three that were released of him and for whatever reason. So, but it's, a, it, but it's kind of hit or miss. And, you know, I think it's, it's frustrating for uh, guys, at least like me, who like to collect, you know, whole, whole team stuff. You know, those are the projects I like. Yeah. Well, Does it is. Do do like the, the top traded? No. Yeah, was, there's a top that traded. Sort of four. Yeah, they did do that. And they'll, they'll, they'll do it as like a, they call it the top update now. They don't call it top traded, but they do the top okay. update. And uh, so that is released. Um, or they'll just put it in series two. So a guy like Andrew McCutcheon, he's going to have a, a Phillies card in like series one, 2022 tops. But then he's going to have an update card in 2022 two tops as a brewer i would assume in series two because he's a big enough name um but that's not true of a lot of guys and they're they're not as big of traded sets as they used to be back in the day in like 87 and 90 and you know other years they had big big sets to begin with and they had a traded set as well it was a totally separate thing it's not like that anymore which is unfortunate absolutely well, I'm just fortunate that uh, Brooker will be a favorite of uh, Tim Dillard, middle reliever, at least had a card back in the day. So, several. He had a Tops card and he had a Brewers Police card uh, for two different seasons, I believe. And uh, obviously, a ton of minor league cards. But yeah. Yeah, no, those Brewer Police card ones are awesome. And I remember getting some, like almost like collecting almost like full sets on my own. And it, I don't know how, oh, yeah. as a child, did I, I, mean, I don't remember stalking police officers that often, but perhaps I did. I, but I have like several uh, almost complete sets of those I somehow collected, but pretty, pretty cool. Uh, definitely looking back. Um, all right, well, let's move on here to the seventh inning. All right. Well, <laughs> which NL Central team do you? Hate to lose to most. The Cubs are the Cardinals. Scott, I think you're leading off. Mm, tough call. Um, I think um, I'm trying to say this like everything that I'm about to say, like I was like uh, this is pretty uh, nice. You really shouldn't be stereotypical like that, Scott. But um, by and large, anyway, it certainly seems to me that, um, um, to me anyway, uh, Cardinal fans that visit Miller Park might be a little self-righteous, but still kind of friendly, whereas Cub fans are more obnoxious. So um, losing there, especially being, you know, working next to the great Dennis Khan in the ticket office, who really took losses to the Cubs rather hard. Um, to me, anyway, that always kind of stands out. I still like think about, you know, the, the pain that Dennis had to go through for that. So um, I'm going to say Cubs. All right. Um, I'm going to say I hate losing to the Cardinals more because the Cardinals are better. So it actually hurts us. I, I dislike the Cubs more. I dislike Cubs fans way more. Um, I have an appreciation for um, – you know, some of the history of the Cardinals, but I also hate 
losing them more because they're better. So every time that we lose against the Cardinals, it seems like it hurts us in ways that are much worse than when we actually lose against the Cubs. Like losing against the Cubs opening week, yeah, it sucks. It's not fun, but I don't, I'm not really worried about it in terms of the division or something. Uh, losing to the Cardinals, um, I think that those games are going to matter a lot more when we're in August and September. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Mine's definitely the Cardinals. I mean, part of it is, yeah, the fact that the Cardinals have been so good as of recent. Well, they perennially are, are good and a tough opponent. But there's something about I just I just it rubs me really really bad when we lose the Cardinals. Uh, the Cubs, on the other hand, I guess part of it is like one of my favorite players growing up was Ryan Sandberg, former Cub. And I love listening to Harry Carey at that time. Plus, my late grandmother um, lived in Racine and she used to get WGN on her TV. I don't know if it was even cable at the time. And so she became like the Cubs were her secondary best team besides the Brewers. And so I think it's a combination of those things that make I don't like the Cubs, especially when they're throwing at our backers. And, and their fans are definitely annoying. There's, there's no, there's no doubt about that. But yeah, it's the Cardinals for me. Moving on to the eighth inning. Um, all right, this one, this question is obviously the in the new CBA, the the rule was put in there that uh, basically to encourage teams to play their younger prospects at the beginning of the season instead of delaying their service clock and all that stuff. There were some put in place with draft picks involved uh based off how that how how certain guys finish in rookie of the year voting and all that stuff so with that being said i think that the start of the 2022 season really has a bunch of young players that are going to be future superstars in my opinion breaking in with their major league debuts just to throw out a couple names like bobby witt jr uh hunter green julio rodriguez spencer torkelson a bunch of other guys uh so this question is which rookie are you uh obviously not on the brewers but what's rookie in mlb are you the most excited to see either in person or just see how they do to start off the new year hmm. um i don't know i i guess i'll say 100 green isn't he the one that's hitting like 104 now on the clock or something like that isn't it him no yeah yeah hunter green okay all right yeah uh i guess i'll go with him then i mean he's literally gonna do something that like we we've never seen in baseball history so um even though it's gonna make it you know make baseball just more like walk strike out like 3to but i still exciting to see i guess you know, if, if somebody throws and you see 104 on the gun, you're like, you know, you're going to raise a couple eyebrows. So I'll say him. Uh, I want to go with, I think Bobby Witt Jr. is a good pick, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll say Bobby Witt Jr. I, I, I don't know. I think that there's something cool about him. I, I like the fact that he's got some big league pedigree. I think that, um, yeah, I think it's kind of cool he's come up with a small market team. So there's a lot of things I like about him. All right, I'll I'll go with Julio Rodriguez, who I think has a really pretty high ceiling for the Mariners. Just I think the Mariners are a team that are just on the cusp of breaking out to be perennial contenders, and they're a team that's never appeared in the World Series. Um, and uh, you know, 
I, I was a somewhat of a childhood fan of the, of the Mariners as well. I mean, they used to have Griffey and a couple other guys I liked. Uh, and I really, I, I'm, I'm excited for this team. And not only that, but pairing from last year's rookie uh, and former um, resident of Walker, born in Waukesha, Jared Melnick, um, both of those guys being yeah. young guys being the Mariners outfield, this makes me excited. But I think Julio Rodriguez even has a little bit higher ceiling than Kelnick, and to see them both now up up in the majors playing outfield, I think that uh, that'll be an exciting team to watch going forward. So that, he'll be my pick. Uh, but obviously, I, I, wait, I, could I could I have picked Kelnick as uh, as my pick? I didn't think he was a rookie. Well, he's more. not a rookie this year, so I, I did specify rookie. Uh, but but uh, and he had a pretty rough rookie season. But I I think that he'll yeah. have fun this year or whatever. But um but yeah, certainly he 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 was someone to watch and. Obviously, I think he'll bounce back from a tough rookie season uh, coming out of the pandemic year and all that stuff. So, yeah, he's he's the only guy that ever went to my high school to make it to the big leagues. So I'm definitely following him. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, it is. Let's make it to the ninth inning here to wrap this thing up. Um, Which MLB ballpark is next on your bucket list of they would like to cross? Well, I've been. I'm going to go to Ampam Field in two days. <laughs> no, but meaning in three days. <laughs> a stadium that you've never been to that you would like to go to next. Ah. Uh, uh, or the move to the top uh, of your list, if you could. Yeah. Um, that's a good, good question. I think uh, I'm going to save Seattle for when the Brewers visit there next year. So um, we're going to either go to Atlanta in May to see that new ballpark i know that the three of us actually went to see turner field back uh in like 2006 or so but they've obviously got a new ballpark since then so either atlanta in may or um i may have to travel again for work then so if that's the case we're going to do the diamondback stadium in september so one of those two we'll get to this year nice scott well well the brewers are there but um but we're actually going to three stadiums just next week. So I'm pretty excited about that. Or the next two weeks. You know, I still haven't seen like Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park. So, you know, you'd think that those would be on there. Obviously, just being in, you know, Camden, that's um, kind of exciting. Like, that's a ballpark I never saw either. So um, there's a lot on my list. But I actually think just for, accessibility um just being out in vegas or whatever i i thought i was gonna try to go to um see the rocky stadium i think that would be kind of exciting so i guess i'll say that one just because it's the one you realize that scott do you realize that i live like 15 minutes from the astros ballpark that you have not been to would you like to come to houston at some point um, potentially, did they, um, Great. I forget, did they, did they take that train down finally? <laughs> no, the train is still up. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. Are you, are you, you're not, <laughs> are you like trains? <laughs> you want no, to, I, I, I just thought it was super annoying. Like there are so many times when like the killer bees would just smash the brewers and you'd hear that train over and over, <laughs> like. <laughs> like a, tr- a train whistle or whatever, and I was just like, yeah. 
getting real sick they of that. Did, they, especially they did level somebody, uh, Tell's Hill. If you if y'all remember the um, remember that flagpole? Oh yeah, yeah. Seconds, hit the flagpole and it was up on that hill. So they've leveled the hill out. There's no more hill. Yeah, that was so uh, stupid. Park. Yeah, that hill was named Tell's Hill, and that was named after Tell Smith. Former Astros GM, who is a member of our local Saber group, so Lena and I've had dinner with him. He's, he's a nice guy. That's <laughs> but cool. he's the, yeah, he's the guy though that they named the hill after. <laughs> and, Do you remember uh, when um, Richie Sexton hit the uh, flagpole out uh, beyond that hill? Like hit it like I don't know three quarters of the way up, just absolutely crushed the ball, hit the flagpole square flagpoles in play so he would have had like a 460 480 foot homer or something like that but um it bounced back into play he wasn't getting a triple yeah yeah i do remember that actually hmm. yeah that's, that's... there was a brewer or two that made a really nice catch i think running up the hill i can't remember who it was probably put said oh, well. uh was it Pacific? I don't remember. I hope that there's more than one. I really don't. <laughs> but I don't know. No. I can't. I can't. I'm pretty in tune with Scott's brain, but I really don't know what he's thinking of. Well, um, uh, anyways, you, you you both have a, a you know a, a standing invitation to come and visit uh, here in Houston. So if you want to knock off another ballpark down here, now might be a good time. Definitely would like to see Minimaid Park for sure. Uh, However, like ahead of that on my list, as far as like ones I definitely would want, want to see that I haven't is, is like Fenway Park. Um, yeah. Just something that's, I've been to, you know, obviously that and Wrigley to me are kind of toward the top of the more historic ones, but um, yeah, so that's, that's that, that's a wrap. So, all right, well, hopefully uh, all our Burr listeners are out there in the parking lots on opening day, listening to this podcast or enjoying some brats, some, fairly decent weather hopefully <laughs> and some brewskis or whatnot so anyway thanks for tuning in thanks scott thanks vince um stay classy milwaukee thank you chad thank you big room stay classy guys go brewers go brewers do 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 do